Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening. And welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm your host, Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on today. I constantly tell everybody that because it's true. Uh, we got to thank God and be excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of everything already on that's going on today. I'm just excited today about everything because there's a lot of stuff going on. So uh, each Sunday or Wednesday, I'll say that uh, what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, God, what's going on? Because it's true. So, being that said, it's another day. It's another journey that you've taken and I've taken to see this day. You went through a whole week of whatever and whatever, whatever took place. But today I want to talk to you about uh, a couple of interesting topics, but not a couple of interesting things. Uh, bow your heads with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you asking you to forgive us of our sins and our heart, mind, and soul. I ask you to touch every liberal soul. That's why under the sound of my voice, listen to this broadcast or watching it, oh God, however they may be receiving it. I ask you to touch their hearts, minds, and souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I want to talk to you about endurance. What is endurance? That's what I want to talk to you about. Enduring is really interesting because it's something that you have to do yourself each day. So today I want to talk to you about enduring. Now, just before we start, I want to tell you about uh, my sister's book. I had mentioned it once before, and um, I want to tell you about it. It's a very interesting book, beneficial to you. Um, it will be helpful to you. And the book is called Care dash for dash self, care dash for self. See that? Care dash for self by my sister. She wrote this book. This is her second book. And you could you could go on Amazon and purchase this book and it'll be very beneficial to you. No, there's nothing. I'm not getting nothing for it. I'm just helping her promote her book. No, I'm not asking you to send me a hundred dollars and, and you'll get the book free. Now nah, I'm not telling you none of that nonsense. Just go to Amazon and look for the book called Care Dash Four Dash South. The number four care dash number four self. And it's it's about it's also a journey and it's very interesting. So go to the website Amazon.com and where they books and look for care for self. All right. And it's by Irish Wells. That's my next to baby sister. So Go check this book out. No, I'm not getting a dime for it. I have no nothing to offer you for it or nothing like that. I say go purchase the book yourself. Okay. Now, that's out of the way now. I told you about the book. Okay. Get your Bibles. Well, listen, I just want to be honest with you. Uh, I'm the type of person. I'm not going to pull no bags over your head. I've written a book myself. When have I finished getting approved for it and everything straight now? And we'll publish it. And I'll introduce that book to you. And you're going to pay whatever it is if you want to buy I'm not going to tell you, you send me a gift of $100 or $500, you get the book free. Because that means you're paying $100 or $500 for the book. Okay, let's go and get your Bible. Let's go to Psalms chapter 102. Psalms 102 and verse 12. Let's talk about enduring. Psalms 102 and 12. Listen to what it says here. 
But thou, O Lord, thou shalt endure forever and thy remembrance unto all generations. I'll read it again. But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever and thy remembrance unto all generations. That's where endurance comes from. It comes from the Lord. And one of the, one of the things we need to know is, um, one of the things we need to know is, uh, is it on? Oh, why is that showing the Bible? I'll show you 16 screen. Okay, now, one of the things we need to know is that the Lord endures forever. He's not like us. That's what I like about the Lord, that he endures forever. He's never going to cease to endure. He's self-existent. I love that. Because you could always call on him. You can always call on the Lord to help you in the midst of your troubles when everything's going wrong because the Lord is enduring forever. You can always call him to help you. Hallelujah. You, that is exciting to know that you can call on the Lord at any given time to help you. It's, re it's really, really, really something to think about that you can actually call the Lord. They used to sing a song, call the Lord, call the Lord. Call the Lord, call on the Lord. They used to sing a song about call on the Lord because he always listening. He's always available. Amen. The Lord is always available. He's self-existent. He's not like some people. You got to hope that they'll answer you when you call. Amen. They may be sick in their bed. They may have to go to work. They may have, they can't move or whatever they can. But the Lord God Almighty, he's not that way. The Lord Jesus Christ, his son, not that way. The Holy Ghost is not that way. They're self-existent. They endure forever. It's just beautiful to know that the Lord endured forever and that you go call him and when everything's falling apart. Make sure you have the Lord guiding you in what you're doing. Amen. When you set goals in your life, make sure God is included in your goals so he can help you reach those goals. Make sure the Lord is helping you endure that you could go where you want to go in life according to his will. Because it's not God's will for you to go everywhere. Because he may have something better for you. You want to go one way, God have something better. The Bible says that I was telling my sister this morning, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have they entered the hearts of men the things that God had prepared. Listen to this. That God had prepared, I'll say it again, that God had prepared for them that love him. God had prepared something for everybody that love him. The Bible says, eyes have not seen. Nobody's seen it yet. That's what I like about God. God has prepared things already that nobody has seen yet. Nobody has heard that God has prepared for you because he's enduring. Hallelujah. God is enduring and he's not going to change. He has the Lord, thy God. That change is not. He don't change. Oh, I like that about God. He don't change. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. God does not change. Man changes. Man changed like the weather. God don't. You ever notice today? You ever notice how some people, you know, today they for you, tomorrow they don't want to be bothered. That's man. That's how we are. We change like the weather, but not God. He's self-existent. He doesn't change. 
That's why he gave us season. Because he don't change. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 19 and 2. 19 and uh, Psalm 19 and 9. Psalm 19 and 9. Look at that verse. Psalm 19 and 9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I'll read it again. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Did you hear that? I'll read it again. I want you to listen to this. The fear of the Lord is clean. See the difference with this about enduring. God has been enduring righteously forever and ever. He's self-existent. The thing about the Lord here is that his fear is clean. You got to understand what I'm saying today. What am I saying? What is the Lord saying? The fear of the Lord is clean. It has no uncleanliness in it. The fear of the Lord is not going to cause you to do nothing perverted. The fear of the Lord is not going to cause you to do nothing ungodly. So you got to understand when we're talking about fear. Whose fear are you giving into? See, people fear man more than they fear God. They fear man more than they fear God. But the fear of the Lord is clean. It's not going to cause you to do nothing ungodly. It's not going to cause you to do nothing sinful. It's not the fear of the Lord. It's not going to cause you to go steal something. The fear of the Lord is not going to cause you to go rob anybody. The fear of the Lord is not going to cause you to go rape nobody. The fear of the Lord, you got to understand what the fear of the Lord is. I've heard a preacher say, I fear too, God too much to go around for some crazy people, some messing up. You got to understand that the fear of God, of the Lord, is to have you focus on doing what is right before him and before man. We're not talking about going to church. We're not talking about, oh, I fear the Lord, so I go to church every Sunday. Well, a lot of churches been closed to the pandemic outbreak. So uh, I don't know what kind of uh, fear of God you have. Fear of God has nothing going to do with going into a church building. It has everything to do with fearing God and obeying his word. Hello? It has everything to fearing God and obeying his word and choosing your fellow man, right? Enduring. The fear of the Lord has been enduring from generation to generation. The scriptures say from generation to generation, thou art God. He's God. Enduring through times of affliction. He's there. Look at that verse. For the, the fear of the Lord is clean. 
and enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, righteous altogether. Notice he says it's righteous altogether. God don't do no mess. You see, I learned something. I had a conversation with somebody and it brought back memories about some stuff that went on with me when I was younger. I made a lot of whacked out mistakes. I used to get stuff, buy stuff, uh, get different things, and then something happened to it. I lost it. And I would say stuff, oh, God, how can you let this happen? I was dealing with a relative regarding that today. I want to tell you something. Everything you get in your life will not be from God unless you acknowledge God in everything you do. I'll say it again. Everything you get in your lifetime will not be from God. You say, oh, don't say that. It's the fact. Because if you didn't acknowledge God in everything you have, it's not from God. You got some of that stuff on your own. You had to struggle to keep it on your own. But God didn't give it to you because you didn't acknowledge him to direct your path on it. And probably some of that stuff that you got today, you would not have because God would have told you no way. But you choose to get it on your own. But God's mercy is still enduring. We just don't respond to it. That's the big thing about this. We don't respond to what God wants. And I'm constantly telling people that scripture, in all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he'll direct the path. I'm talking about me too. I got to acknowledge God in everything I do. Of course it don't feel good. You're like, why I got to tell him all my business? He already know all your business anyway. He know when you're going to the bathroom before you do. Well, I got to be honest. He does. He know when you're going to wash your stink behind and all that stuff. He know all about you. Sorry. He knows everything about you. There's no secret. So you think there's secrets from God that you can hide. You can't hide nothing from him because he knows you better than you know yourself. Enduring. But when you look at this verse, it tells you. The fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever. It's not changing. I am the Lord thy God that changeth not. He don't change. We do. Oh, come on. We get a little bald. We get a little gray. Some of us die out here to keep it looking black or brown or whatever color our hair to try to psych people. We still cool breathe. Half of us can't even get out of our chair. <laughs> After you get a certain age, you fighting to get out of the chair, but you dyed your hair looking slick. Trying to impress the young women. They already know you're a old fart, so forget about it, brother. <laughs> you don't pass that age. They looking for some young, young man. But the scripture says, God, listen to it, it says that the fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever, ever, ever. It's not changing. You know, I, 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 I've watched young James Bond movie, 007. I watched James Bond movie. I, I'm, 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 I'm confessing. But the problem here is they had to keep changing James Bond. 
Every so many movies, they got to change the James Bond character, the actor, simply because he's getting older. He can't keep running over 50 miles and getting beat up and, and falling and sometimes hurting himself when he's filming a movie. He is too old for that now. They got to change it. Now, the, the, in the last movie, they had the black girl. I forgot. I can't remember her name. And she was 007. Everybody said, oh, my God, that's a woman in that dark block. She's being in 007. I'm not having that. Stop being male chauvinists and racist and look at the cookies the way they are. Come on, it's changing time. Give a woman a chance. I can show you a story in the Bible where the women was the leaders and they didn't play those slice and dice a little silly behind in a minute. Oh my God, just tell the whole truth. My son, sugar coat, nothing. Enduring. But the James Bond franchise has endured, I think, 50 years. In fact, I seen the very, 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 very first James Bond movie. I seen the very first one. But they had to keep changing the actor. But the franchise has been enduring. Oh, it won't endure forever. No, it won't. But it's been enduring. And the thing about God is he never changes. He'll always be holy. He'll always be righteous. He'll always be clean. That's a different, that's the thing about God. He don't change, he's not like us. Just like I told you about the James Bond character. The character is there. They're making a big stink, it's a man. It's a man, it gotta be a man. It ain't gotta be no man. It gotta be a James Bond, 007, that's it. They gotta be able to jump, run around and carry around like an idiot and get shot up and shoot up people and, and run out, have all those fancy gadgets and press buttons and all that kind of stuff we like, that's all. He could be black, green, Chinese, or she could be black, green, Chinese, or Russian. Maybe not Russian. You don't want to mention that. I'll take that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll take that. Okay. Um, but God, the Lord, is enduring forever. God never ceased to be God. That's what I love this. That's what I like about enduring. God is enduring. I'm going to die after well if the Lord don't rapture us. I'm not going to live to a million years old. I might live to 150. I don't know. But he promised me law life. He said with long life, but I satisfy him and show my salvation. So I'm expecting yeah. law life. Okay? But God is self-existent and he's not dying. I, that, that's, that, that's something I like. If I can get people to understand what I'm saying. God is enduring forever. You got somebody you could depend on. I'm serious. You got God that you can personally depend on when everything's falling apart. Because you cannot depend on man. Because man, man, first of all, sometimes man, men and people don't sometimes deliberately to fail you. But it just happens. But God never fails. Now, the scripture here says in Psalms 19 and 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. The judgments of the Lord are what? True. The judgments of the Lord are true. Did you hear that? 
They not just clean. That's true. His judgment is true. That means it's just. So God passed judgment on it. It was truly done the right way. Make sure you're not in a path of his judgment. See, you got to understand something about enduring. God's judgment are enduring. They do not change. I just told you, he said, I'm the Lord thy God that changeth not. I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee and not make thee sick. That's the scripture. So don't get in God's path of judgment. Make sure you're not with people that's going to cause judgment to fall on you. You got to be careful. Enduring. Let's move on. Let's go over to Mark 417. Mark's 417. Look at that verse. Mark 4, 17. This is the Lord speaking. Listen to this. And have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time, afterward when affliction or persecution arises, for the world's sake, Immediately offend they are offended. I'm gonna read it again. And they and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time afterward, for the world's sake, immediately affliction and a persecution arises for the world's sake, and immediately they're offended. Hmm. I always tell people the PUC people jumping up and down church and then, oh, hallelujah, thank you, oh, hallelujah, clapping their hands, oh, thank you, Jesus. You sing it, sing it, oh, Jesus and me, Jesus and me, oh, Jesus and me. And then you see the preacher around and saying, you must be born again, you must live holy. You see all that. Right? We all seen it. Okay. We all seen it. But listen to this. Except you accept Jesus Christ in your, as your personal savior. Except you allow God to get in your life. Except you study and learn God's word for yourself. You are going to be this person that only does for a little while. When affliction and persecution come, you're going to run off the road. You're going right back to the world. Why? Because you got no foundation. You got to clap your hands in church, jump up and down and shout hallelujah. Or you can preach a couple of scriptures, but you've got no foundation in God. The Bible said, get some calling comes without repentance. You got to have endurance, the endurance of God in your life because he's enduring. You got to have God in your life so you can endure the affliction and the persecution from the world because it's going to come. I don't know who told you that you're not going to go through nothing that you've been lied to. I'm going to say it again. You've been lied to. You've been sucking by some preacher that told you, don't worry, once you come to church, everything's going to be fine. You're not going to have any problems. Come to Jesus, everything is going to be okay. You're never going to have any problems. God's going to take care of everything. That's a false prophet. That's a false prophet. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ said himself in his verse, listen to this. 
and had no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they're offended. They're gone. They're gone. They don't want to serve God no more because they're going through and saying, go, why you let me go through this? And the Lord himself specifically said that any man should live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You're not above the Lord. You're not above the Lord. You're not above the Lord. You're going to go through something. I know my messages are dried out and corny. Like a fig, right? Dried out like a fig. But I'm going to tell you something. It's the truth. If you don't get a root in God's word, you are not going to endure. You're not going to be enduring. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be able to go through if you do not have roots in God's word. If God's word is not rooted in you. The Bible says, listen to this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will rise up a standard against it. And that's his word. That's his word. That's his word in you that rises up against the enemy. Amen. I've been through it. I, I, I testify I've actually been through that. I told that story many times about me going across the bridge. Going across the bridge and an enemy attacked me with a panic attack, which I've never had in my life. And while I was driving across the bridge, he told me to make a U-turn. I was on my, my flesh was panicking. And I don't even nobody to turn to, nobody in the car with me. I'm going across the Bay Bridge in Maryland. But the Spirit of God rose up in me. The Word of God flowed out of me like a river. I never felt that in my life. And I'm going to put that enemy in his place through the word of God. Why? Because the spirit of God rose up in me. You got to have the word of God in you. He said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you will. But you got to let God's word abide. You got to get the word as God told us, prophet, to eat the whole road. You got to eat the whole road. Enduring. Enduring through your affliction and trial. But you have to be rooted and grounded in God's word. You've got to sit under somebody teaching that really knows God, walk with God, and can tell you, God, just like what I'm doing. See, I'm not telling you something I don't know, because I know who God is. I know what he's capable of doing. I then knew what the devil could do. That don't phase me. It doesn't phase me what the devil can do because he's always going to try to do something. But what phases me is what I know for a fact that God is capable of doing. The devil run around mimicking everything God do. But I know what God will do. And I know what he's capable of. Because he's on the Lord thy God that don't change. I am enduring. By your head, let me pray for those for the uh, TV broadcast real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, I you touch every liberal soul watching this television broadcast right now. Meet the needs in their lives, break the yokes in their lives, save, deliver, and make free. I uh, thank you for touching their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen. You got to be rooted. You got to really, you know, being rooted in God is not a one-day thing. 
It's not a one-day thing. It's not a one-day thing. It's something you got to work on. When you're growing in God, you'll make mistakes. You'll sin sometimes. You'll walk in a brick wall, but you're going to learn how to walk with God. You're going to learn how to walk with God. You're going to keep working at it. You're going to keep learning that God to direct your path. And God will start directing your path to avoid some of the pitfalls that you fell in before. You will overcome those trials because now you got the Lord guiding you. He will guide you right out of those pitfalls. He will guide you into total victory. It's not, it's not a make-believe. It's not something I'm guessing. I know God can bring you into total victory. You just got to endure like he does. You know, one of the biggest problems I realize most people have today, because they have not seen the Lord directly, <clears throat> or God the Father directly, but only goes to um, <clears throat> A lot of people run off the road. I want to tell you one of the most important things about walking with God. You walk by God by faith. And every victory you get in your life builds up your faith more. You That's why I tell people, get to know God based off the Bible, the word of God. There's many other books about God, but start with the Bible. Get to know the God of the Bible. And let God reveal himself to nature and man and the surrounding. And you can endure. And you'll get to know him personally. He will deal with you. He will talk with you. He will minister to you. But God don't talk to nobody 24 hours a day. I know I know all y'all here prophets running around prophesying 24 hours a day that God speaks to them 24 hours a day. That ain't in the Bible. God didn't speak to Moses 24 hours a day. He had to go seek after God for God to deal with him. Okay? It's the same with the apostles. Okay? Paul besought the Lord three times for God to deliver him from a thorn he had in his fish, and God told him, no. My grace is sufficient for thee. Okay? Amen. When people run around saying, everything's going to be fine, you're not going to have no problem. Because I was told that when I, when I got baptized the first time, I was told everything. I just got saved. I ain't nothing about being saved. But the first thing the preacher told me was everything's going to be all right. Amen. That was the biggest lie I ever been told. I'm not going to lie to you. It was not all right. I didn't have no job. I was homeless. Uh, you don't even want to know. <clears throat> now, I didn't know who God was for myself as it is. So he's telling me everything's going to be all right. And it wasn't all right. I still went home with no money, no job, and still went out there. I wound up sleeping. I, oh, please, I slept on the trains. I slept in the Oh, you don't want to know. When we tell people things, tell them the truth. It's not going to be all right, but you, what you do have is Christ to make a difference and to help you through. I ain't telling nobody. Everything's going to be all right. It ain't going to be all right because the Bible don't tell us that. It tells us people died for the name of Christ. That wasn't all right. People died. We're sorry to send them. The lions ate them. In some other country, they behead them today for the name of Christ. Is that all right? No. Amen. But they were a lot of the, everything they put on his face, fake face. 
for God. They put on their face, makeup face. I tell you, they get on TV and they got, oh, everything's going to be fine. And there's people in their church starving. Everything's not going to be fine. You need God to help you day by day because you're going to go different trials and trials. I ain't pretending. I ain't telling everybody it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine when you make it into heaven. Then you ain't got to worry about none of this because you there. As long as you live on this earth, you're going to go through some stuff. So be ready and arm yourself with the word of God. That's why you got to saturate yourself in the word of God. And you got to be rooted in the word of God. And the word of God got to be rooted in you so you can endure the test and the trial. I want to read this verse one more time. And have no root in themselves and endure but for a time. Afterward, afterward, what affliction and persecution arises for the world's sake. You notice he said for the world's sake. Immediately they offended because the world will always offend you when you say you say. They always going to try to trip you up, mess you up, block you, deceive you, scam you. So go tell me that everything's all right. You have to have root in God's word for yourself. I ain't talking about it, no preacher. I know people depend on their preacher. Oh, pastor gonna pray me. Pastor can't be with you 24 seven. You need God with you 24 <clears> seven. You need to build a relationship with God with yourself. And that's all I teach about relationships in God. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter four. Second Timothy chapter four, verse five. Look at that verse. Listen to what this verse says. Second Timothy chapter four, verse five says, but watch thou when all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of thy ministry. I'll read it again. But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof for thy ministry. That's the word. What is the first thing he told us to do? Watch. The Bible also says watch and pray. That you enter not to temptation, because you don't know when it's coming. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. But the scripture says, watch thou in all things. And then what do it say? Endure inflictions. He's telling you to go through your trial. Go through your test. Endure. Because God is enduring. Jesus endured. Why can't you? You could do this. You could go through. You can succeed. You can succeed in the Lord if you really want to. Oh, yes, you can. You can endure. You can succeed. You can break, have the yokes breaking on broken in your life. Now look, 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 look at that verse. But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction, afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Well, well, well. The work of an evangelist. What's an evangelist? It means evangelize. It means not to be in the church building trying to look cute, 
sitting on a pulpit or got a nice tie on. You mean to evangelize, go reach out to the community. Reach out to your community first and then stretch abroad. Reach out, I don't know where you may live or what country you may live in. But if you can reach out to your community, do that. Let the Lord lead you. Let the Lord protect you. This is why you really got to have a relationship with God. This is very, 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 very important. Why not? It's not religion. Because in some places, you can't go around publicly talking about Jesus Christ. They're going to shoot you or behead you. But you got to let the Lord lead you. Go out there and evangelize your community and other community that were sold for the Lord. But you got to endure affliction first. You got to go through your test. You got to go through. You're going to go through. I don't know where they get this stuff today that you're not going to go. You know all the people running around having what they call positive thinking ministries. It's lies. All lies. You want to be positive? Get in God's word. It'll saturate your mind. I said it'll saturate your mind. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ was not a negative person. That's the thing. Let this mind be in you, which was also, <coughs> which was also in Christ Jesus. <coughs> you don't need no uh, a positive thinking nonsense. Let the mind of Christ get in you. That's the thing you need to do. And you'll be able to do your affliction. And then it's a make. Do the work of an evangelist and make foolproof. This is the thing. <clears throat> Making foolproof of your ministry is not how many people come to your church building. Or how many people watch your TV broadcast. Or how much money you get bring in through people sending love donations. That's not making full proof for your ministry. That's having people send money. That's how people watch you. Full proof of your ministry is that lives are being changed. Lives are being saved, healed, delivered, and made free. And they could go on and tell somebody else because your fruit is remaining. That's the difference. It's not how many people watch you. I'm telling you, beloved, I heard a story. Many years ago, about a, a evangelist, and uh, him and another brother did a tent revival, <clears throat> and they did it for a month. Uh, listen to this: a whole month. That's something. They did a tent revival for a whole month or whatever. Yeah, I think it was a whole month, three weeks, a month. Only one person. I want you to hear it. One, only uno. One person came. Sat down and listened to the message and gave their life to the Lord. They ended the tent and went about their business. <clears throat> I'm sure they were, they might have been upset. I don't know. He didn't say if they were upset, but he didn't say anything. But I probably would have been upset if I did a whole tent revival for a whole month and only one soul come. But that one soul came. Years later, one of the brothers that did the tent revival wanted to go hear this famous preacher preach. So he went to his revival and he heard that man preach. Boy, he was excited, jumping up and down. That young man preaching. Boy, he was preaching all over. Whoa, he had some fire from God's power. People were getting healed, delivered, and made free. But the preacher seen him. 
stunned and jumped out that pulpit. He was excited. And he said, uh, he came up to him, praise the Lord. Oh, he like, praise, praise the Lord. Uh, he said, you don't remember me? He honestly said, no, I don't. He said, I'm the kid that came to your revival and gave my life to the Lord. Thank you so much. He was stunned because that one kid gave his life to the Lord and meant business with God and served the Lord and went on and became a well-known gospel preacher, winning millions of souls. All because they were obedient to do that tent revival. The Bible said, make full proof of your ministry. You're going to go out there when nobody coming but one. You're going to go out there and do what you got to do. I've preached in crowds. I've preached with two people in the church. I think I might even preach with just one. Oh, my flesh wasn't jumping up and down with one or two people in the church. <laughs> I remember one time I did a revival years ago. My wife couldn't come. I and her friend were on the way and they couldn't make it. This is before we got married. But there was only a couple of people in the church that felt bad. Because <laughs> there wasn't a lot of people. That's flesh. Flesh is like that. But the spiritual man, I went on and preached the gospel. Did what I was supposed to do at home. But I'm going to tell you something. You have to be enduring. Just like this message is about God being enduring. You have to be enduring and able to endure your afflictions that are brought upon you and your tests and your trial. When you do services or when you go witness to somebody, they don't even show up. You endure. And you do what God say do. Get to know God's voice for yourself. I, I'm not talking about nobody coming and prophesying to you. I'm not talking about that. You're going to only get to know God first, first, first through his word and what he says. Don't wait for some voice to speak to you and say, hey, Joe, go around the corner. No, no, no. I got to know God through his word. I know I'm a corny preacher. I, I, I'm one of those corny guys. You get like cornflakes. I know it ain't nothing over eloquent words and all that. Ah, that ain't me. Ain't no sense trying to be that. But the scripture here says, but watch thou when all things endure affliction, do the work of evangelist, and make full proof of your ministry, because when you stand before God, you'll be able to stand before him with a clear conscience. You didn't scam nobody to get their money. You didn't rip nobody off. You didn't mistreat nobody. You didn't abuse the children in the church. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And you could stand before God and enjoy that. I endured my affliction and test. And I lived right before you. I preached the gospel and I told the truth. And I did the truth myself. And you could stand before God proudly, step back and look good. But when you ain't done that, you can't do that. Only thing you could do is hope he don't strike you behind right there. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. Look at that verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. Listen to this verse. 
If you endure chastening, chastising, God dealeth with you as with son. For what son hath whom the father chasteneth not? I'll read it again. If ye endure chastising, God dealeth with you as sons, as with sons. For what son he whom hath whom the father chastised not? Y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to hear that. I know nobody want to hear that. Nobody want to hear nothing about God chastising nobody. Nobody want to hear that. God don't do that. But it says it in the word he does. He says he chastised us as children. When we mess up, he punish us. And no punishment feel good when your mother or your father, if you had a mother or father, your God took their belt off and whipped your butt. When you did wrong. I'm not talking about abuse. We're not talking about nobody running abusing you. Or strapping you up to something, or tying you to the bed, or tying you to a pole and beat you right. I'm not talking about abuse. We're not talking about child abuse. I'm talking about you being chastised when you did wrong, and as guardian or whoever's in charge of you, whip your butt. And that's how God is. He's a father. He treats us as his children. He's going to whip you behind when you do wrong. I'm serious. He's going to whip you behind when you do wrong. I remember one of my, my their friends many years ago, I was at his house, and we were praying and stuff, um, and uh, he was laying out on the floor. Next thing I saw him hollering. Oh, I thought God was blessing him. But I found out later God was whipping his behind because he had done so. I didn't know what he did. But he did some stuff he wasn't supposed to do. And God whipped his behind. I'm telling you that man, that young man was screaming and hollering and crying. Like some, I mean, like if somebody acted out about whipping his behind. I, I learned a lot. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff in my day. I learned a lot. I learned to watch. I didn't do a lot. Let me tell you, since I've been saved, I have not done a lot of bad stuff. I've done some cool, cool, crazy stuff when I was younger because I didn't know no better. And God straightened me out about a lot of stuff that I was doing. I never said I was, uh, I, my, me walking with God was preaching and cream. I ain't never told nobody that lot. I've heard somebody say something like that to me. I thought, you must be nuts. You don't know how many cool, cool things and the walking in the brick walls I've done. God had to straighten me out several times. The scriptures say we die daily because we learn how to live holy every day. But I didn't know back then God would chastise you when you were wrong, so I was doing some stuff. I got reading what the scripture said, then I got scared. Oh yeah, I got scared, beloved. God is enduring. I got in scared. I got scared because I found out what I was doing was wrong. See, when the Bible said that, you see the light walk in. I seen what the word said that what I was doing was wrong. I wanted to get it right now. I was scared because I knew God was going to get me. That's why I don't do certain things. I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm terrified of what God will do because I know what he's capable of doing when you know better. See, when you don't know no better, he may wink at what you do. But the Bible says, as you see the light walk there in, he's going to get you. 
The Bible said many strides to him that know to do good, and to him that do good, know to do good and do it not, it becomes sin. So you got to watch yourself. <laughs> I learned. That's why I don't do a lot of stuff. Okay? That's why I don't go everywhere with people. I go to family functions. Everybody could be on that floor shaking their behind, drinking their martini, and I ain't doing nothing. I'm going to sit my behind at my table, eat my dinner, if they have food. And I'm going to sit right there. I'm not getting up shaking my behind all over. Woohoo! Give me a drink. Because the God whom I serve, my Father in heaven, is watching me. And I'm not getting bust up because I decided to let my flesh make a fool of me. No way. No, thank you. I'm going to walk with God because I want to be at peace with him and I want to be at peace with me. I'm serious because I got to depend on him when I go drive a place. I need him. That song they say, I need thee every hour, Lord. It ain't fake to me. It's real to me. He's the one that brought me through the pandemic outbreak with that virus. I ain't pretending there. It was him that brought me through. I know many preaching died from it. I know many people died for it. Oh, God. I'm going to trust God, okay? So look at that verse. Hebrews 12 and 7. If you do it chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son whom the father chasteneth? No, a real father going to chastise you. A real mother's going to chastise you. She's not going to pat you on the back when you're wrong. Oh, well, I do know some folks that do that. They're going to pat their child on the back when they're wrong, but that child that child be the very one to bite their ear off. I have stories about stuff like that happening. There's a young man wind up in prison from stealing because his mother bought him everything he ever wanted. I'm, I'm not making it up. Whatever he wanted, his mother uh, bought him. And he wound up in prison. And he couldn't understand why he was in prison. So his mother came to visit, visit him. He said, Mom, you bought me everything you bought. You never told me to earn anything. And I, you didn't have what I wanted. I just went and stole it because I was used to getting everything I want. But now I'm in prison. He said, Mom, I want to tell you something. He called his mother close and bit her ear off in that prison when she was visiting bit her ear off and told her, you never told me I was wrong. You never chastised me when I was wrong. I ain't making that up. That really happened. I'm not making that up. That really happened. You got to be careful when you're raising children and with your nieces and your nephews and friends of family, you got to be truthful and tell them when they're wrong. You have to tell them even if it makes you upset. Tell the truth. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Look at that verse. Now listen to this. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I read it again. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What is he saying? He was soldiers. We're in the army. Oh, you didn't ever heard that song? Uh, what is it? 
In the army of the Lord. Yeah, but, but how that song go? Are we the army of the Lord? Remember that song? Oh, I'm a soldier. Oh, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. Oh, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Oh, we could sing. We used to sing that song big time. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Now listen to what the scripture just said. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> okay, verse two, verse three says, therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. What is he talking about hardness? He wants you to endure your trial and your trust and it will make you hard, score soldier. Don't you know, you listen to this. There is no army I know of, no military force that I know of that they do not train their soldiers. They put them through boot camps. Did you hear what I said? They put them through boot camps. They just don't put rifles in their hand or machine guns or grenades in their hand and say, here, take this, take that. Now they all win the war. No, because somebody going to shoot themselves in the foot or blow themselves up with a grenade and that's happened. But what they do, they long before that. They cut all the first thing they do. Listen to this. Once they enlist that soldier, you know what they do? They cut all their hair off. Uh, because they don't want them to be a certain way. They want everybody to be the same, so they cut their hair off. Well, if I went in the military, they ain't got to worry about me because I ain't got much hair. <laughs> okay, check this out. They first do that. Then they put them through basic training in the boot camp. Not everybody can make it. The thing that I'm trying to tell you, God said, endure hardness as a good soldier, and that's what they do. Everybody don't make You know sometimes people don't make it back when they go to war. Some do. You got to watch or you get your head blown off. It's the same thing spiritual. The enemies out there, look at whom he can sift as we. That's why you got to endure hardness. You got to be enduring. But you got to have the God of endurance in you. That's what you need. You need the God of endurance in you. Look at that verse. It says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. A good soldier. One that knows how to fight and remain and maintain their dignity and integrity. And they walk before God. And be, you know, the most of the people that I know that really love God and walk with God, they're not proud people. They're very humble. Most of the real men, the women of God I've met in my lifetime were humble people. They weren't proud people. They were the nasty attitude people. They love God's people. They like to look after God's people. They're, they're, they're more focused on helping people. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. You see a preacher running around act like he's the greatest thing on earth and sticking his chest out, think he's better than everybody. That man ain't walking with God. That man ain't walking with God. That man, that, that man or woman is not walking with God. A man or woman that's walking with God will humble themselves and walk peacefully. They'll try to help you get where you want to go. They're not going to take your foolishness, but they'll try and help you where you want to go. They'll stay humble 
I don't care how great they become. And I've been around some great men. I mean, I've been around some great men and women of God in my life. And I've been blessed to be around some of them. And I've learned so much from some of them just from their conduct or just being in their presence. But the Bible talks about, uh, there's a scripture that talks about be aware who's in your presence. So you you got you got to look all you got to really look at the word of God. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter one verse six. First Corinthians chapter one verse second Corinthians chapter one verse six. Listen to this. I want you to listen to this verse carefully. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer or whether be we be comforted it is for your consolation and salvation i'll read it again and whether we be afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer whether we be comforted it is for your consolation and salvation Remember what I just told you about real men and women of God? They're going to go through. But it's for your consolation and for your salvation so they can be a living witness and a living epistle before you. So they can be an enduring example with God shining through them in the midst of their affliction. Because a lot of time men of God, women of God be going through trials. They don't, they don't be sitting up there whining. Oh, I'm going through so much. Oh, I'm in so much pain. You would never know what I'm going through because I probably wouldn't tell you unless I can't get up and move. When I was afflicted with the virus, I just couldn't get up and move. <laughs> God brought me through. That's a story by yourself. But God brought me through. I don't have the same testimony I had 25 years ago, 30 years. I got a new testimony. God brought me through. I should be dead, but God brought me through. We, we go through the affliction and the test for your consolation that I can get up here and preach and teach to you how to live and walk before God in the land that I live in. Regardless if I'm comforted in my affliction or not. That's just, that's just, the truth. Men and women of God are afflicted. They go through different tests. They go through, everybody not going through the same thing. Everybody going through different tests and trials. But we endure for your consolation and for your salvation that you'll see this living epistle of people that are really walking and talking and living before God. For your sake. Amen. That you would receive true kingdom blessing from God. It's just true. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3.
listen to this verse. Second Timothy chapter two, verse chapter, second Timothy chapter four, verse two, three. It said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap themselves teachers having itching ears. I'll say it again. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap themselves teachers having itching ears. And you know just as well as I do, that's today. Amen. Since the pandemic outbreak, everybody got a TV broadcast. Everybody got a, a YouTube broadcast, a Facebook broadcast, a Twitter broadcast, or whatever other TikTok broadcast, whatever they got. They got a broadcast on. Many of them, most of them have more followers than I do. I had more followers watching the broadcast when I was on Periscope. But since Periscope left, people went. Phew. All the broadcast they do is worthless if they have no life in Christ. If they do not know Jesus Christ as their personal savior, they're wasting their time. Some of them just doing it for money. I've seen some of them do just doing it for money. They don't care about nobody being saved. They ain't interested in that. They throwing a few scriptures up there. And they know that dumb, ignorant people spiritually will jump at it. Anybody just read a scripture about making foolproof for your, their, your ministry? Those people can never do that. They can never make foolproof their ministry because they don't have no ministry. They're just scamming. They're just scamming to see who will buy into what they're saying and send them money. Of course there's real preachers out there. Of course there are. I watch some of them myself. There's a couple that I normally watch. They don't even know I watch their broadcast. They don't know I watch their broadcast at all. I, I watch their broadcast. There's different people. I'm different denomination. I'm not, I'm not in a denomination. I'm in the righteousness, holiness, holy living. I'm not in the, if you're a Baptist, Methodist, then I ain't into that. I'm not interested in that. That's not enduring to me. That's not enduring before God. That's just religious organization. I'm not interested. I'm interested in salvation. People that say, they got saved Baptist. They got saved Pentecostal. They got some saved people that were Catholic. I said they was. Because you, for to be a Catholic, you, uh, you got to be worshiping Mary and all this other stuff and them idols and stuff and burning candles and all that. When you get saved, you was a Catholic. Because I'm Catholic, they're doing all that other stuff the scripture don't say do. You're not supposed to bow down an idol and worship idol. I don't pretend. I'm not a hypocrite. You ain't supposed to do that. Enduring. In the midst of trials, tests, and affliction. Making full proofs of your ministry. Look at that verse one more time. For the time will come, they will not endorse sound doctrine. Sound doctrine comes from God's word. Stuff that's not sound is what men make themselves. Don't you know that many preachers today make up their own doctrines? I'm not kidding you. You want to endure before God? Get right with him and obey his word. I use what well, I'm telling you, all the self-man-made stuff, all these doctrinal things and all that. They think a lot of these guys running around, uh, 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 the bishops and archbishops and all that, they ain't no archbishop in the Bible. That's Catholic stuff. Okay, so 
What happened here is they went around with the uh, crown and uh, 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 I don't know, I forgot what they call a hat and the staff and all that. That thing that makes them look holy. It does not. Holiness comes from within. If you don't have Christ in you, you ain't holy. You just a guy with a staff and a nice cape and ro a robe on and a nice hat and you look religious. You're just a religious dude running around. That's it. And then you have the people kiss your hand. I ain't kissing your nasty hand. Oh, I look like kissing your hand. Pulling out your staff to me. You're not king over me. I got one king. There's only one president in the United States at a time, but I got the king of kings as my king. That's a big difference. I got the son of the living God. Let's move on. We just about finished. Go to Matthew 24. But I, before we go there, I want you to understand. Matthew 24 and 13, where we going next? I want you to understand that people are not enduring sound doctrine. They're not sticking with what the Bible says. They're doing whatever they want. That's why all these prophets running around them over. Everybody's a prophet. Not one. I'm going to say this again. They get all upset as they want. Not one of those prophets told us that the pandemic outbreak was going to take place. Millions of people were going to die. Over uh, seven, eight 800,000 people died in America alone. I don't know how many people died in other countries. Millions of people died. Now, one of these turkeys, the Lord said this. The Lord just spoke to me. The Lord just spoke to me. The Lord just spoke to me. Send me your money. Ah, liar, 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 liar. They should have started in a movie called Liar, Liar. And Dumber, Dumber. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. And verse 13. Look at that verse. I want you to read that verse to yourself before I start. Look at that verse. Matthew 24 and 13. Look at what that verse say. That's you. That's who he's talking to. This is the Lord Jesus Christ himself speaking here. That's why there's no thing called one save, always save. There is no such thing. Matthew 24 13 said, but he that endure to the end. It said that he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Oh, come on, people. You got to endure to the end of all your tests, all your tribulation, all your trials. You got to be enduring. You need Almighty God and you're enduring. You collapse to the, your last breath, and then you go on a glory. You're not going on a glory if you're an indoor. You're not going on a glory. Stop fooling yourself. Stop psyching yourself. Stop being a sucker to yourself and understand what the scripture said. It said, He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved if you're an indoor. I know me and you both probably know a lot of people that was once saved and ran off the road. They backslid and died in their sins. They didn't make it in. 
Somebody may say, well, how you know they didn't make it in? I say when I, when I went to see them, they were looking up. Uh, beloved, most people that die, they looking up when they lay flat. Okay? Only in the movies you see people when they die, they drop their head and close their eyes. <laughs> you got to endure living godly and holy every single day of your life. And you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through afflictions. You're going to go through tests. Everything's going to fall apart sometime. But you endure because you've got the enduring God in you. You have the endurance of God living in you every single day. Amen. Oh, I'm not talking about emotional feeling. See, that, that, that has messed up many people. Amen. Many people base their salvation on how when they feel good, when they go to church and you feel good. So my pastor said something many years ago. I was sitting in the congregation. He, he, started, came, he started saying this stuff regularly. One night he came out and said, how do you feel? So some people said, good. He said, no. Just say, say. Because salvation isn't a feeling. People say, oh, but the Holy Ghost moving through you feel that's the Holy Ghost moving to you at the time. The Holy Ghost is the moving to you 24-7. But you're supposed to be saved 24-7. So somebody asks you, how I feel? I feel saved. Not saved. Saved. S-A-B-E-D. Saved. In American language. English language. You know, sometime I I think about some of these bitches. I go, I don't have a gigantic audience. See, it's just really me and my wife here and you out there. Preaching to the, uh, a tablet or uh, uh, um, a video camera is different because, and difficult at times because you can't really interact with everybody the way you want. Amen. But I do it anyway. That I care about you. You may not know me personally, but I still care about you. So I want you to be saved. I'm not pretending with you. I'm not trying to psych you. I'm not trying to deceive you. I'm just telling you the truth. You don't have to come and listen to the messages God gave me. God will always send somebody. I send the broadcast out, the podcast out, and I do all that stuff. But the whole thing is, all of us have to endure to the end of our lives to be saved. Not sometimes. I've had many relatives die that I love dearly, but they wasn't saved. I'll never see them again. They didn't get saved. They didn't live saved. Salvation just wasn't there for them uh, because they didn't want it there. But see, you have to want salvation. This is something you have to personally want. That's why it's not religion. I felt bad. I felt bad. It was some relatives that I love daily. I mean, you, oh my goodness. I only know a few people that passed away that walked with God. That I knew that really, really, really walked that I spent a lot of time with. And one of those people was Brother Oliver. That man walked before God and he tried to distill things into me about being righteous and walking with God and not being negative about things and going through your chest and your trial. And this man was going through stuff himself. I mean, he was going through some stuff. He was going for uh, uh, dialysis, and they would wipe all the life out of him. But he still would do, do things. And Oh, my goodness. It was very inspiring. 
is very inspiring. Um, so we all have to live for God and endure to the end, to our last breath. And none of us know, some of us don't know when it is. The doctor may tell you you got 30 days to live. Well, I can pray that God extend your life. Uh, if you live for him, he'll extend your life. If you trust him, they've done it. It's in the Bible. Read the Bible. It's there. But today, a lot of people need to understand that you must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal Savior. You must be saved. I'm finished with the message for today, but that's not talking about your eternal life. Yeah, eternal life is not just for today, it's forever. If you walk with God in righteousness and endure through your trials and your stress. Bow your head with me and let's pray. A sinner's prayer for the you that's not saved. Invite your friends to come and listen to the broadcast as well. Bow your head, repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now. Wash me in your precious blood. Give me a spirit of endurance that I can endure until the end and be saved eternally. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for guiding me. And I thank you for teaching me your word one day at a time. In Jesus' name, amen. It's not no thunder, no lightning, none of that. But we, we all really need to endure before God. But there's one other thing I want to talk to you about before we go. Those of y'all that can, I need y'all to send love gifts to help me because I want to start working with one of the missions that I've always wanted to help. I have not been able to do that. Because we have to pay so many different expenses, even though you may think I'm doing this from home, I am. But I still have to pay for the podcast, the streaming service. I'm not talking about my internet service in the home. I'm not talking about that. I'm not asking you to help me. That I'm talking about the streaming service. We use the stream to uh, YouTube and Twitter. And so we pay for this stuff. Mm -hmm. We have to pay for it. And it's really not cheap. So uh, that and the television broadcast, we have to pay for that every month. But I feel they'll take us off the television uh, uh, station that we own. We want to go on the international st uh, television station, but we don't have the funds to do it. Not yet, anyway. We don't have the funds to do it. We need, we need financial support. I'm not trying to get rich off you. I'm not interested in that. I need help. I pour my own business money into the ministry as well when I can. As we all know, the pandemic back break affected all businesses everywhere, so it affected me too. So what I'm saying is I need whatever you could send. If you could send $10, $5, whatever you could do, we're grateful because we want to help the mission. And uh, Mar I think it's March. March or April, we have to pay all them. We pay annually for most of the stuff that we pay, and it's dollars. So if you can, you can. If you can't, pray that God to touch people to help us. I ain't trying to ain't a dime going in my pocket. I ain't putting nothing in my pocket. Okay, so it's not about that. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in so we can continue to do what we're doing to reach more people. That's what I, that's what we're focusing on. I want to reach more people and I need help. I, I am not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend like I could do this by myself because I can't. I, I can't. I don't have the money to do everything by myself. I'm doing the best I can now. I have one person help me here, a little person here. But whatever you could do, we're blessed with it. Okay, you could go to our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance INC.org, uh, and click on become a partner, and you can live a, a, a love gift there. But I want to tell you something just before we go that um, with PayPal, they don't charge us any fees when people give love gifts. Everywhere else, we have to pay a fee. So 
you know, if you want to send through PayPal, I think it's um, a Tabernacle Deliverance. The link is on the link is on uh, our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance ISC.org, or on the Become a Partner page. If you want to use the PayPal link, it's right there where you can leave. You can leave uh, um, a love gift right there. And um, you got the information real quick? Okay, she's gonna give me the information. Just hold on one second. Okay, here we go, real quick. The information is blah 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 blah. Okay, PayPal is Tabernacle. I and it's paypal.me slash forward slash tabernacle inc. That's paypal.me slash uh tabernacle inc. That's it, beloved. Um, bow your head. Let me pray for you before we go. Father, we thank you for everybody that's listening. That's been a part of this broadcast today. I ask you to touch them, bless them, and keep them, oh God, and guide them and give them an enduring spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you on Wednesday by the grace of the Lord. God bless.